At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. September 9th, 2021, it is the Beating the Book Podcast Megapod year number 11. It's Gil Alexander. We're doing this from Circa. Usually we do it from the D. Um, the well-designed studio. The well-designed studio where I have to dodge you to see Mikey on the other side. Uh, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens Conciliary, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports and co-host of The Nuts. Soon to be another name? Soon to be another name. Do we have a name that you'd like to reveal? I can't reveal it because, oh. you know, they're so excited here on this new fall lineup, but we can't announce anything till Monday. Okay. It's called so- Bland Radio for an hour. <laughs> Todd Wishnev's first shot across the bow. <laughs> And the season is underway. <laughs> we're underway. So, star of Showtime's docu-series action. <laughs> Mikey took that a little personally. Uh, I love Mikey. The Mikey guy, we that. always have a rotating guest on the Megapod. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with this format, it's always Mikey, Todd, and I, and then a rotating guest. Brady Cannon has been the leadoff guest on the Megapod for maybe all of those years, maybe a couple years shy, but typically the leadoff man. You're kind enough to do it again. Brady Cannon co-host of the greatest golf betting show there ever was, Long Shots, and of course, oh, by the way, past Super Contest champion. Got the ring on today. Oh, look at that. Let me see that. Oh, wow. Very. How often do you wear that? Very rarely, but I figured today was an appropriate time to do so. Very nice. Uh, 2011 is when you won the Super 2011. Contest? With your Ten year anniversary. And you're still playing the Super Contest? Yes. Are you playing gold, too? No, I'm playing the Super Contest and Circa Million. Okay. No survivor for you. Correct. Okay. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. We have to do a survivor pick, too, if you want to. That's fine. Okay. So here's the format. Todd, you'll correct me. Todd Todd is also court stenographer here on the show. So here's how this works. Uh, Mikey will give us a Circa Millions and Circa Survivor update. Uh, Then we will get into Thursday Night Thoughts, if there are any. It doesn't have to be, but if there is, how you're playing Thursday Night Football. Then it's three best bets. Then, of course, um, your survivor pick, your favorite teaser of the week, and the final two questions of every show. Uh, what's the big favorite you think is the most likely to lose outright? And what game do you want no part of against the side? On the side. I guess that's 
I think I got that right, right, Todd? Is that the whole thing? Yes, there'll probably be a song relating to a Southern football team as well. <laughs> That's coming too. <laughs> All right, Mikey, update if you would. Yeah, I'm giving you an up to the second update. Uh, we had a big day yesterday, Gil. We did uh, 421 survivors. I mean, wow. we're going to be short. I mean, we, we're not getting to 6,000. Uh, what are you at now? As we speak this moment, we're at 3,165. Still 18, 2835 short. And remember, Saturday, we're not going to be able to get a lot in. It cuts off at two. Plus, every all the proxies are going to be putting their picks in for week one, right? Yeah. So you're... If you're coming to wait until Saturday, you're, you're in trouble. So I, I think what about well, the theory about the New England uh, Tampa Bay losing and all that stuff. I think it's valid. I think it's valid that there will be people that are here in town right now that will use Tampa Bay tonight. And if they should happen to lose, we'll get multi more entries. And I, if I they, think, but if they win, will you get less entries? Yeah, I think I, we need we need the Cowboys to pull say, the upset to get a spike for you more reasons so you than one. Yeah. So you don't regret yeah. that at all because of that having the deadline for Survivor after. Thursday night is played. There's been some people that said this game shouldn't be a part of it. They've complained because now they're back in Southern California and they don't have the advantage of being able to do that. But That's right. I think it works out to give us a little <sighs> injection here if it should happen. <laughs> Who could that be? Who could that be? And then millions, you're closer to the number? Yeah, we'll get there with the millions. We're at 34 and change with the millions. So I think we'll go over the 4,000. I think both contests end up around 4,500, Gil, with the late push. Wow. Overlay. Yeah. Um, and again, with Circus Survivor, the two quirks this year, more than the one quirk last year, there is uh, not only Thanksgiving as its own week, where there are three games and you have to strategically keep as many of those, those teams are? as possible. Please. Yes. Sure. Here are the three games on Thanksgiving. You must have one of these six teams available or you're already out. Bears at the Lions, a snooze fest. Raiders at the Cowboys and the Bills at the Saints. That's the Thanksgiving lineup. Then you also have to have teams available for the three games that are going to happen on Christmas between Thursday and Saturday, which are the Niners at the Titans, Browns at Packers, and Colts at, Colts at Cards. Good luck. No Man. one's going to win Survivor. What happens if nobody makes it? Well, Who's ever left that last right. Right. I know, yeah. I kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Oh. Um, And then there's the extra bonus, which I think will distract people, which is the, if you have the Chiefs or the Bucks saved for Week 18, not only would you win the $6 million, you'd win an additional million. You get an additional million yeah. on top for the people that used either of those two teams. I was on yeah. with Mitch and Paul this morning. Mitch is trying to figure out a strategy to use the Bucks at home in, in Week 18 against uh, Carolina. You mean when he's out in Week 4? Well, <laughs> wow. just kidding. Wow. I'm going to be out before anybody. It was a joke. All right, look, we, we're on a limited time today because we, we thought we were going to be the D, which will be our home moving forward. But we're at the lovely, and I do mean lovely, Circus Studios. But the nuts is going to start uh, in just over an hour, so we want to get right to it. Uh, any Thursday night, Brady, we'll start with you here. Uh, Buccaneers are eight-point favorites, some eight-and-a-halves, but it's typically eight right now as we do this Thursday morning. Uh, eight-point favorites hosting the Cowboys. Did you play this in any way? I did not play this game. Certainly, it lends itself to a teaser play. That's pretty obvious. You can tease down the eight to, uh, you know, one-and-a-half or what have well, you. it's now nine, nine-and-a-half, unfortunately. It's gone to nine. Gil just said eight or eight-and-a-half. Well, Gil, you got to check it. Look. Here he goes is again. It, is it nine, nine-and-a-half? Take a, a look. You're not going to believe it. Well, it is, really? And, and, and I tell you Teaser what. Teaser protection now, finally? Mm -hmm. And I tell you what. I mean, this starts to get into the territory where it's a play on Dallas. Because now this line is approaching a move of three points. And that's just a golden rule of NFL football. If one line moves three points one way, you go the other side. And uh, this was six and a half when it opened up in the summer. I immediately liked Dallas. I thought the line should be three and a half or four and a half. Now, you know, there's been speculation about Prescott's health. The offensive line has some injuries. 
We're still not sure about the Dallas defense, but if this gets to nine, nine and a half, even double digits, uh, I, I still may stay away from the game, but absolutely Dallas would be the play. Wow. I, I'm glad I teased it because I teased it with the Rams. I teased the Bucks with the Niners. I know that's not a Stanford Wong teaser leg, but I did. And I teased it with the Bills. Same story. Like, and I had no compunction doing it for, for any of them. Mikey, anything? I played this in real life. And I parlayed the money line with Sabalenka in the semifinals. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I think she's now the clear favorite to win this. She got through what probably would be her toughest match, bidding through your pick, you know, Krejcikova, who I think still lingering health issues were a factor there. But uh, <laughs> oh, it ever happened right? to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I, I used it in a money line parlay with another another uh, sporting event today. I think uh, Sabalenka should roll Leila yeah. Fernandez. As great of a story as she has the, been. The two-teamer, it's uh, 420 and 320 I laid, and so effectively it's minus 160. Nice. <clears throat> Dodd? I, I have no opinion. I certainly would not bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's just way too much hype. I mean, t- Tom Brady and the boys, they're all together. Everyone's coming back. They have 15 returning starters on offense, even though there's only 11 positions. They're so excited about everybody. Oh, Tampa, Tom's all ready to go. Too much hype, folks. Do not lay nine, nine and a half. You will be crying. Of course, they'll come out and win 41-7. Well, I was going to say, is it a contest pick for you? Is it a survivor pick? Anything? No? I don't. I don't. I, I may play Tampa in the survivor. It's, it's definitely a possibility. I haven't decided 100% yet. All right. Uh, let's do best bets. Uh, three per person. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it snake, Todd, so you don't get last. Every yes, time. last year and the year before, I got screwed because I always have to talk last and my pick last. But you're allowed to make the same picks as other people. I, I understand, but I think it should be equitable. We should be an equitable show. You just want the stage to talk about a game first. Look, you don't always save the best for last. Go ahead. All right, Brady. What's your first uh, pick here? My Totals first sides. My first pick is the New England Patriots, and you will currently see them at minus three. I was actually able to get them at minus two and a half, and I really think this team is poised for a rebound. The only possible regression points that I see are the fact that they were plus three in turnover differential this year or last year rather. And this year in the schedule, they have a very disadvantageous angle as far as a rest perspective. They're on a lot of short weeks. They're playing teams that are in good positions. So the schedule doesn't set up great for them. Although it's relatively easy as far as competition, the rest angle is not great for New England. Otherwise, I think this team bounces back in a big way. Uh, You know, they only threw 12 touchdown passes last year and still won seven games. They had the largest COVID injury opt-out and players departing over the course of the entire league and just about all of those players return. A lot of those players come back from Miami, their part, their opponent this week. I think the offensive line is improved and will be excellent. I think the defensive side of the ball will be improved and very good. I think their running game showed to be really powerful in the preseason. And, and at the bottom line, it, it's Bill Belichick coming off of a seven-win season I know he he didn't come back this season because he thinks they're going to be lousy again. I think he has high hopes for this season, and uh, I think he really takes it out on this Miami team. Um, I think there's a number of signs that point to New England really having a positive return to the mean this year off of what they did last year. So I think they get it started with a big victory here over the uh, division rival Dolphins. I'm I'm with you. I'm going to jump in here because I, too, am on the New England Patriots. I made a bet on them at minus two and a half, but even at minus three, I like them. And on a week, in a week one, where honestly, when we went through on a numbers game the other day, game by game to figure out through the prism of our contest, how are we going to come up with five picks here? ATS. 
that was one of the few, and I do mean few, and I'll have all three of them here on the Megapod, where I was like, I feel really good about this. And it is the Bill Belichick factor, and it is the fact that Mac Jones, and I, we, I don't know, I know, it's preseason, we don't want to read too much into it, but he appears to be well beyond his years right from the, right from the start. And he was, Bill Belichick was hamstrung last year. Remember all those defensive opt-outs. I also think it's a fade of Miami here. That team uh, increased by wins of five games from 2019 to 2020, and that doesn't typically bode well for the follow-up year. This team overachieved quite a bit in 2020. They were plus nine in turnover differential and still didn't make the playoffs. That's not a good combination. So I think Miami probably regresses this year, and conversely, I think the Patriots uh, have progressive, you know, a move towards the mean. So, I, I mean, it's kind of going opposite directions, in my opinion, for both of these teams. It's your number one of the three or no particular oh, order? No particular order. Yeah. I'm going to call it my number one. I'm going to call it my number one. New England Patriots as well. Mikey. Todd, I have an inquiry as to the line and total <laughs> on the Cardinals and Titans. See, now I this for, is the official way to do it. Instead of trying to chintz the line, Mikey's doing it the fair way. Which game would you like, Colts and Titans? No, they don't play. I like sorry, the Cardinals, Cardinals and Titans. Cardinals Titans, I'm sorry. <laughs> the line I have is 3 minus 05, pretty much as standard for the Titans, and the over-under is pretty much 52. 52 over. We're going to go over oh, the 52 he here. steals my pick I, again. It's unbelievable. Really? Really? No, for real. <laughs> That's my <laughs> favorite don't, pick. That's don't, my number don't pick. Don't change yours, Todd. Don't, don't change yours. Yeah. I think it was a miracle Tennessee won 11 games with this defense last year, and I don't see it being any better. I think that Tennessee gets better on offense with the addition of Julio Jones. They become more dynamic. They still have that 18-wheeler in the backfield. And I think the Cardinals are going to start to click. I think there was something off last year between Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. I think that there was no rhythm that they ever got to their game, and they didn't fully uh, achieve what they could have on offense. I see this game playing in the 60s. I really think the number's probably about right here. I don't know how the humidity will factor in with the Cardinals players playing in, in Tennessee outdoors for a dome team. So I'm going to stay away from the side, but over 52 is my top play. Uh, Titans, who got to the postseason last year, lost to Baltimore uh, in the divisional round, or whatever the first round is called these days. Uh, they lost 20-13, to 13, and the Titans this year, uh, beyond this game, minus 115 over DraftKings to win the division. Season win total of 9, yes, minus 165 to make the playoffs. No, plus 125. 15-1 to 1 for those who are interested uh, to win the AFC. So you're over here? Over 52. Over 52. Todd, what number is that for you of your first three? Uh, I was going to put it second. Would you like to add anything to what Mikey said? Or just um, well, I thought I would talk about it when I get there, but I can well, talk about it now. Well, if we're doubling up, you okay, might as well fine, just I'll piggyback. I'll talk about it now. Um, I agree with Mikey. I think this is going to be a shootout. The Titans games, if you watched them last year, very, very often degenerated into ridiculously high-scoring games because they couldn't stop anybody, and they had, like you said, the 18-wheeler in the backfield. They could score the ball. Um, you know, this is kind of similar to, do you remember when we had that Tampa Bay run of overs two years ago mm -hmm. that I kept, you know, getting on Tennessee. We were winning like crazy with the over on the in games last year. As soon as you saw it was going to be another Tennessee game, just jump on the over and you win like crazy. So while not knowing much about these teams yet, because, you know, all the hype folks, you better take a chill pill with all the hype. Remember, you don't want to get too polluted with all this preseason talk about, totally about teams. Because how many years in a row have we seen everybody get excited yeah. and then something totally different plays out? But one thing I think is maybe count-onable, 
if that's a word. It is not. <laughs> the Titans are going to probably be playing overs unless they completely overhauled their team. And the other thing is Kyler Murray goes back to pass and he starts running and you can't stop the guy. Yeah, he's 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 a bear. To, uh, I hate. He's like a jitterbug. You cannot stop hate that guy. Against him. It's it's oh, it's terrifying standing yeah. against him. So I'm going to go with Mikey. Over 52, Titans versus Arizona. We still have a chance to win because as long as not more than three people have picked it, yeah. we could win. If three of us pick it, we know it's a loss. It's a loss. Yes. It's guaranteed. Science. Yes. But I just want to repeat what you just said, Todd, because I think that's the single biggest thing. And we saw this in college football. All it took was one week of college football. We know nothing. We think we know stuff heading into a season. We absolutely know nothing. We might get some stuff right, but there's going to be some things that inevitably inevitably surprises, which, by the way, is why you're doing the Amal Shaw before the season grid for your survivor is also a fool's errand, too. Go three or four weeks, then do that. No, I agree. It is a yeah. fool's errand, but I still yeah. wanted to do it just to kind of see what I would have done. Kind I of. agree. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad practice to just set a map out from the get-go. And you don't necessarily have to adhere to it. But you don't play Survivor, right? I know, but I, yeah. I think I don't think yeah. that's a bad way to go. I'm calling yeah. mine the Dan Campbell Memorial <laughs> Amal Shaw Napkin Gate. Okay. And the reason is, is yes. I'm going to try to jam Dan Campbell in as many times against <laughs> yes. as I possibly can because I don't think that man yeah. should be a head coach. Well, that, listen, that, there's, there was nothing wrong with fading the Jets last year. I did it eight times. Now, Amal's theory here, and he didn't know about the Christmas rule when he did it on, during uh -oh. the breaks of one show, so uh -oh. he, you have to let him you yeah. know, go back, but he faded the Texans 11 times wow. during the course of the season, and I think through the first nine weeks, eight times. I mean, it was just fade Texans, fade Texans, fade Texans. Well, that gets to my pick. He didn't, yes. he didn't do it week one, though, I would assume. No, he did not. Yeah. All right, what's, that's your, a, that's a what's perfect, your pick, that's, Snake? That's a perfect lead-in to, since we're going to do things equitably for a change around here, I will pick first in the second round, and I will take the Houston Texans. That's right, Mikey, plus the oh, three wow. points. I am going to go with the Houston Texans, and here's why. Houston's going to play Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Now, Tyrod Taylor's no superstar, but he is a game manager who cannot turn the ball over and hopefully get you a W. A lot of times in the NFL, it's not winning the game. It's not not losing the game. And very often, it's a turnover situation that loses you the game. And now I get to go at home against a Trevor Lawrence. Give me a break. Who knows what the heck that guy is with the Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, it's not a good football team. You're asking them to go on the road and give a team three points. I, don't, I know NFL... Houston still has NFL players. Okay, I know they lost the guy. There was a little massage issue. Okay, <laughs> I understand all that. They still have a national. Issue. <laughs> Look, yeah. when you're doing your massage situations, you got to be careful. The point is, it still has National Football League team, and it's not like they're playing against a great team. I, you're I asking agree. Jacksonville to go on the road. Well, and it's also that Urban Meyer thing, and I said this to you on a numbers game this morning. Like, this just reminds me, some of the stuff that Urban Meyer did in the offseason, the arrogance, has a chief of staff, for God's sakes. There's somebody who is called a chief of staff that you have to go through to get to Urban Meyer. This is very Spurrier-esque to me. That's what it, the old Malcolm Gladwell blink thing. I just think they could be bad in a way that we think of the Texans right now. Yeah, you're asking them to Jags. go on the road? In the National Football League, going on the road is hard for yeah. any team. It's actually their third straight road game. Their last two preseason games were on the road as well. There you go. Oh. Gil, do you think there's a chance that Urban Meyer doesn't finish the year? Yes. I do. Yes. I do as well. Which would be something. He can have more heart problems. Well, he will, hey, look, at the stress was too much in college where you're God, right? Now, now you have to answer to people. But the other thing is, his worst season was 8-3 and three, his first year at Bowling Green. 
He won 88% of his games. I mean, he never lost at Ohio. Yeah. He's not – what happens when he's 2-9? and nine? Well, that's what I said. Like, he's never had to worry about an never. offensive line no. being bad. Yeah. Like, what's that? He doesn't – he can't even compute with him. Yeah. Lamar. I saw the prop at Westgate. Who quits first, Urban Meyer, Mike Palm from the nuts? <laughs> But um, bam! I think I think shot I number think two fire. Ur wow. Urban's plus money there. Urban's plus money. All right, Brady, number two, number two for you. I am going with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my! Brady and I are sharing a brain. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons lost a number of close games last season. That should adjust to the positive. And of course, Arthur Smith comes in as the new head coach and. I think he's really going to give a boost to that offense that struggled in the red zone. And I think Kyle Pitts gives a big boost to that offense as well. And we saw how Arthur Smith did with tight ends with Tennessee. So I, I think that's all a positive. But maybe the biggest coaching hire they made is Dean Pease as the defensive coordinator. This guy, all he's done is coach for New England and Baltimore. And he's been fantastic on the defensive side of the ball. Matt Ryan, by the way, 11-2 and two straight up and against the spread and home openers. And that second loss was last year. So I think Matt Ryan gets it together this year. And the Falcons, a lot of people, and maybe yourself as well, Gil, a lot of uh, prognosticators out there that I respect expect good things out of the Falcons this year. Um, and, and basically just a positive regression because they lost so many close games last season. Um, I'm not ex completely on that boat, but I think this is a really good spot for them. And this is also a fate of Philadelphia. Yes. Jalen Hurts has not been good. He's won one game in his career, and it was when New Orleans was on their third straight game on the road, and they were starting a backup quarterback. He also has a rookie head coach who has never called plays before. So I think that combination, a, a rookie play caller, if you will, with nearly a rookie quarterback, and this is really rebuild for Philadelphia. They played 14 different combinations at offensive line last season. They gave up over 65 sacks, I believe it was. Their defense was 28th in the league against the run. They just have a lot of problems, and this team needs to rebuild. And they may be good in a couple, three years from now, but uh, I think right out of the gate, only laying three points, I'll take Atlanta. I didn't do the actual snake because I would have gone to, to, Mike, to uh, Mikey, I think, if I had done the actual snake. But... Let me just, since I'm the same as Brady here, too. I agree with that. And also, like, the premature uh, reports of Matt Ryan's demise. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone who wants to bury him. And I'm not sure why that is. Is it because Tom Brady is so good at 43 and now 44 years old? Is it because uh, Aaron Rodgers is so great at 37 and Matt Ryan is not quite those guys? He's still one of the top half of quarterbacks, conservatively, in the NFL. And I don't usually make much of preseason and I know that's that's ridiculous to do. But if there was one preseason game that stuck in my head this year, it is the Eagles' performance against the Patriots. Yeah, 35 you, zip. You left that game and you're like, wow, this team could suck badly. And I have a feeling they might. And so the Falcons at home with Matt Ryan, he's the better quarterback. Kyle Pitts, as, as we both agree, and I think a lot of people do, is going to be phenomenal uh, with Atlanta. I think Atlanta's defense, as long as they don't, as long as they don't crap out entirely, they well, will they, do and enough. They've got there. the better coordinator now. Yeah, they have the better coordinator, they, and and many would say that Arthur Smith is a coach of the year candidate. By the way, when we did the thing for Veasan for the Pro Football Betting Guide with our division picks and our wildcard picks, I found myself writing in the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> in the NFC. So I'm on the Falcons. Are you guys as well. at all concerned about the fact that Matt Ryan 
is akin to another very good quarterback, but not great quarterback named Philip Rivers, <laughs> who loves to break your heart yeah. in the big spot. It's at the 35-yard line, third and six late in the game. You absolutely need to stay in field goal range, and he takes a sack. Rivers was really good last year for the Colts. Uh, I, I, and that I may agree. be a, that may be a, a a decrease at quarterback for them this year. No, no, I agree. But I've only lost four point five million dollars <laughs> on Philip Rivers inside the five yard line. Just needs to get me across one yard to to cover a spread, and so that's why I have a little thing in my heart for Philip Rivers that we I don't do. like. But anyways, so Mikey, you guys aren't concerned. Well, there's always a concern for everything, but in, in for this slate, where it's like picking the worst of the evils, in my opinion, that's definitely a pick for me feel really good about both New England and Atlanta. Did you bet Arthur Smith for coach of the year? I did not. I think the coach of the year will go to Sean McDermott. Because I think it was sort of a Stefanski versus McDermott thing last year. And it's no problem that Stefanski got it. But I think there's a bit of a, you know, the snub vote this year will come into play. How about Sean Payton at 35-1? to 1? If they're good. They don't get to play at home. He loses the receiver. He loses Breeze. And I think Jameis Winston is going to have a decent year. Yeah. You know, the, the function of those interceptions is also Arian's philosophy about throwing the ball down the field. Okay, I know he had 33 intercepts, but, but other than that, 18 is the most he ever had in a year. So. What about Brandon Staley with the Chargers? I don't know. I, if you watch those preseason games, they looked very disorganized. Yeah. It looked like Anthony Lynn was still there if you watched those. <laughs> he, made, he made a lot of tactical mistakes in the preseason. So yeah. the first year being a head coach, it's a whole different ball of wax. You know, the, you know the, the, the guy that would pollute the coach of the year market, though, for me, the one that I would, if I had a, you know, the McDermott bet, Belichick. Because hmm. if the Patriots yeah. do anything, you know those guys are voting and, get, and girls are voting for him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My second pick, Gil, is going to be an under, and I'm going to take the Broncos Giants under 41 and a half. Now, I bet the Broncos when it was one and a half. I'm not going to give them out at three. I did too. I think that's a big difference going on the road. But I think there's two things that factor here. I think the Giants are susceptible to a team that can rush the passer because Daniel Jones holds the ball, and he holds the ball, and he holds the ball, and he holds it. So when they go up against teams that have a good pass rush, I think they're in trouble. And then the other thing that plays to the under is obviously Bridgewater. Bridgewater is going to dink, and he's going to dunk, and he's going and they're going to run the ball, and they're going to play. Fangio's going to try not to lose on offense. Todd, so, you said that this morning, right? Yep. It's the John <laughs> Fox School of yep. NFL Coaching. Yep. Try not to lose. Just be competent, Yeah. right? And, yep. and win nine games. There you go. So that, that's my play. Under 41 and a half there. All right. Todd, would you like to go first for number three? Sure. I'd love to go first, Gil. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'd like to bet against a team that hails – from the same division as the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Now you've got the song, folks, you love. I had to shoehorn it in because I didn't have anything to say about the Dolphins except that Tua's brother is better than him. You know, it's okay. creepier to do that with him present because yeah. we have to endure it. for Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to go against the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going to take old Matt Rule and the Panthers minus the four. You know what Kelly Bidlin said? That he had Matt Rule say to his face when he covered Matt Rule wherever he was, that you pronounce it Matt Roulet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll wow. take Matt Roulet <laughs> along with Jeff Farley. It was like the Travis Kelce thing this offseason. Yeah. He was like, no, Matt Roulet is what is it. And he doesn't, he just lets oh, you go with rod. it. I mean, they, yeah. they wait for years and they say, by the way, yeah. this is actually my by the way. Well, Howard Stern's <laughs> producer, Gary Delabate. Um, you know, Delabate is oh. his real name. But anyway, anyway um, so the uh, Carolina Panthers, I'm going to take a minus four. Here's why. Uh, I like Matt Roulet as a coach. I think he's going to turn. I mean, he's already started to turn the franchise around. Um, I'm not buying the BYU hype. Come on. B- I watched every BYU game last year. Zach Wilson had it time to have a buffet, a cup of coffee. He could do whatever he wants. There was all kinds of time to throw. Now, he, he granted he might be great. But he hasn't proven anything to me. Now he's behind a, a subpar NFL team's offensive line, and now you're going to go ask him to be a superstar? Your offensive line's supposed to be pretty good, though. I'm not saying they're yeah. – I said the subpar team. Okay. I didn't say their offensive line in general. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it's not a really good team. The Jets are not a really good team, are they? Are the Jets a good team? I would not say that they are he was yet. Okay. talking about the offensive line. He didn't okay. say the whole right. team was but great. The point, okay, but the point is, he's the quarterback of this team. It's a brand-new situation. I just see it as too much Zach Wilson hype. Let me have the Carolina Panthers at home, minus the four. I have a good coach here. Robert Sala may be a great coach. We haven't seen anything about from that yet, right? Right. Okay, so let me get you – know, look, the truth is all these lines are impossible. Let's be just real about it, okay? The lines are impossible. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with any of these teams yet. Bet the damn game's in-game, folks. But for the fun of the Megapod, I'm going to take Matt Roulet, minus four. Thank you. Okay. Brady, number three. I am going with the Arizona Cardinals, and this kind of ties into Mike Palm's play, too, on the over. I don't know if Arizona is going to be great this year. They added some players that are up there in age, J.J. Watt, what have you. I don't know how much that is really going to help them. Your fan, uh, your friend Ed Fang yes. brought up a great point about Kyler Murray. This guy had bad interception luck. He threw a lot of interceptions, but he actually was above average as far as throwing bad balls. So that should change a little bit. He should throw less interceptions this year, should 
turn the ball over less. And if you look at uh, the wide receivers that they've added there in uh, Arizona, and, and you alluded to it as well, Mike, this team I think is very much built for an over team. Their defensive secondary I still think is still weak, and they're going up against a team in Tennessee that has gotten progressively worse defensively all three years under Mike Rabel. So I think both of these teams are going to go back and forth and put up points. Very interesting. Cliff Kingsbury, in his career, when his team scores more than 25 points, he is 14-3-1 against the spread. Hmm. So this guy loves to get involved in a shootout, and I think that's what we're probably going to have here. So I'll take the three points with the Cardinals. I also think Tennessee is really set up for a regression. They were plus 11 in the turnover differential last year. Ryan Tannehill has been playing so far above his head. I mean, what did he have? 67% completions last year. Derrick Henry, is he going to rush for 2,000 yards again? They lost a lot of players. They lost Jonu Smith at tight end. I really don't think Julio Jones at 32 years old is going to make much of a difference here. They lose Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, who made it all happen. So I'll take the Cardinals plus the points. Um Cliff Kingsbury, besides the Anthony Lynn category of botching games late, Kingsbury's pretty up there on that list too, though, isn't he? Don't, do I remember sort of anecdotally us bringing him up several times last year? A lot like, of what fourth is, down and one yeah. very questionable calls. Right. I remember one game in particular that hurt very right. badly. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm not sold on him yet, but that doesn't have anything to do with your pick necessarily in week one, but just wanted to point that out. Mike, number three. I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, against That's against the three. Bears, I just don't see Andy Dalton doing anything yeah. with this team. And God, they're you know, I know it was the preseason, but they were playing second stringer second stringers uh, on defense and couldn't stop anybody. I mean, he just went up and down the field. I I think there were nine out of twelve possessions that were in touchdowns against them at one stretch uh, during the preseason. So I think their defense has has started to regress. I think there are yes. Seven and a half. Lay this, yeah, I'm sorry. Rams minus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, they're going to put Dalton. They're going to start Dalton here because, uh, you, you know, they're going up against the Rams defense. And so they want a veteran to play against the Rams defense. But, you know, Stafford is used to the Bears. Stafford's played against the Bears all the time. He's been successful against the Bears. They don't dr- drop that ball in week one, Swift in the end zone, they beat the Bears, right? He's had leads on the Bears where they did, you know, Detroit's famous for having a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They run the ball in the line three times and trying to run out the clock. So I'm not with a mall that he makes them the favorites to win the NFC, Stafford. But I think this Bears team is not a playoff team. I don't think they're an 8-8 eight and eight team, 8-9. Eight I, I think this team is in for a regression uh, this year. And I actually make this line about nine myself. This is a game where if it was Rams minus seven and a half, let's say week five, week six, where you had the prospect of Justin Fields and the one Achilles heel of the Rams is that they have no depth this year. I still think they win the NFC, but it it obviously requires, like it does for every team, that they stay healthy. But specifically with the Rams, they have so little depth. But in week one, where it is Andy Dalton and the Rams don't have to worry about that, uh, I will do the minus seven and a half easily as well like I love that play and it's one of those where if the Bears can beat you on that tip of the cap absolutely no problem uh Andy Dalton doesn't scare me and I I've got the Rams going to the Super Bowl this year where I believe they will be defeated by the Kansas City Chiefs Rams right now plus 190 to win the NFC West by the way the 49ers are shorter than them at DraftKings uh 10 and a half is their season win total uh they're minus 200 are the Rams to make the playoffs plus 650 right now to win the NFC 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 
I got a minus seven and a half. Did you here. bet your football team to win the NFC East? I did. I think you have to at the I price. did. Well, when it was four to one, I did. Yeah. Mm, four um, to one. Wow. But, you know, the, their schedule, since you bring it up, is, is fascinating because they have the most accumulated rest days on the opponent's side. Mm-hmm. So, on the one hand, it's super difficult. But then at the end, they have the weirdest scheduling quirk I've ever seen in the history of NFL schedules, which is not only do they have five of their six division games in the last five weeks, but they have a, I think it's Dallas Philly, Dallas Philly. Yeah. Which I've never seen before ever. It's it, Once in a while, you'll see a team play to uh, opponent twice in a three-week span. But there's never been a situation where you do it consecutively yeah. like that. Dallas Philly, Dallas Philly. That's that. So... So on the other hand, even if Washington succumbs to that schedule where they have all the, you know, the opponents have the most rest against any team in the NFL, in, in Washington being the case, even if they're down, if they're middling, let's say they're, I don't know, with, the, with 17 games, let's say they're 5-7 and seven, and you're like, oh, this team's not going anywhere. They got five division games still to go. They can still... It's the last five, not yeah. five out of six. At Giants is the last game. So no, no, five, five out of their six division games oh, are the okay. last five sorry, weeks. Sorry. So with the Giants being the last week of the season... So I think the way you play Washington is you wait, now that we have dynamic season win totals, adjusted season win totals, where you don't just have to bet this stuff pre-flop before the season starts, I think you wait for them to sort of succumb to that bad schedule, and then before that final stretch, you hit them at a really favorable number. You get a discount because yes. everyone's yeah. going to see them. Because they're, they're, gro- they're going through the ringer those first eight, nine, oh. ten weeks. Yeah, it's brutal. Whereas like a team like... Kansas City, or, ta- or I think it was Tampa Bay, pardon me. Tampa Bay, if they can get through their first half of the season, like their schedule gets so easy. The you want me to give the you the way. Tampa Bay schedule? After their bye, give us the games. And okay. which week is the bye? The, the Tampa Bay Bucks have a bye at week uh, nine, it looks like. And then they have at Washington, Giants at home, at Indianapolis, at Atlanta, Buffalo at home. New Orleans at home, at Carolina, at Jets, Carolina at home. So Buffalo's the one real bugaboo in there. But that's so tough one's on the road, too. At Colts could be a tough yeah, spot. Yeah. How do you feel about the Colts? I think they win that division. Really? Yes. I agree. Wow. That's very, yeah. That's, I can't pick a team that Tennessee with that defense. Yep. It's horrible. Horrible. They, they've masked it because they've scored so many points. But it's god-awful. What is the team that you guys think the general market or whatever the preseason buzz is, however, because we all have shows and we, we suck in all this information for three months, what do you think the team is that most people have wrong, either to the bad or to the good this year? Oh, boy. Um, maybe the Tennessee Titans. You know, I, I've seen some people that are high on Tennessee. Uh Maybe the Buffalo Bills. Now, Buffalo's strong, for sure. But they really peaked quite a bit last year. Mm -hmm. And they could be set to slide down the mountain a little bit. Now, I think they have a great head coach. Um, Maybe the Cleveland Browns. I talked about this with the Miami Dolphins a little earlier, where they jumped and exceeded their wins from the prior year by five. So did Cleveland. That usually doesn't go well for that team the following season. However, Cleveland may be immune to that because I think their coach is great, and they've actually improved their team a, a lot on defense. I mean, they have a loaded roster, so they may be immune to that. But uh, Tennessee is a team, and, and, you know, Mike and I talking about the Colts to win the division. I, I think Tennessee is going to fall off. Mikey? I want to ask you this, Brady. Do you temper your future bets or tend to want to play to the negative 
on these two teams, the Vikings and the Ravens, whose quarterbacks will not get vaccinated mm, or, or pretend not to know anything about it. And need, need They're to doing find their out. research, Mikey. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. there's some information out I, there. <laughs> I have not taken that into account. Because they're um, going to miss 10 days. Yeah. You know, it's different. If, if, if you're vaccinated... You just need two negative tests to get back. And we are, and we are. let's just say, we're not making any political statements. No, I, not at no. all. It's a football. No. The rules you that the have NFL to have know set up. This. Mm-hmm. You have to know this. Maybe another team that I think a lot of people might be too high on, and I think you and I like the Vikings to win the NFC yeah, North, we do. is the Green Bay Packers. I agree. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, hit new heights, even for Aaron Rodgers-type numbers last year. Look at Matt LaFleur. He's 28 and 8 straight up as a coach. It's like the highest winning percentage ever. I is think. he the coach, though? <laughs> Good, question. Good question. I think LeBron James is the coach. I but think the guy uh, they're from probably Jeopardy gonna, is the coach, right? You know, you know they're, they, they could be uh, set to fall down the hill a little bit, too. The team, I'll, I'll answer my own question for me. And it's, it's not exactly because I think the Seattle Seahawks have earned some respect, certainly over the years. Cause, but my thing with Seattle is this. Russell Wilson covers up so many warts mm-hmm. by his Superman abilities that I think the day that he's no longer able to do that, and I don't know if it's this year, I don't know if it's next year, but whenever that day is, because, you know, the, Pete Carroll's all about, oh, establish the run uh, with uh, Chris Carson, and that was already a big deal between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, sort of took away his MVP candidacy last year overnight. Whenever that day comes, that team is going to fall off a cliff, and I think that's always one to watch out for. I've seen very mixed reviews on Seattle. Some people love them. Yeah. Some people are ready to pick them for the Super Bowl, and some people yeah. think they're not going to be How very good. How about one from the other side? The, you guys are all talking about teams that might be overrated. How about a team that might be underrated? Maybe the Houston Texans are really not going to be as bad as everyone says yeah, because everyone right. has them p- penciled in at Owen. Oh, and how many games are there this year? Like 400? Oh, and yeah. 17, yeah. I believe most people have them. Well, their season win total went from five and a half to five to four. Okay, so everyone. They're, they're a three-point dog at home to a one and 15 team with yeah. a rookie quarterback, <laughs> yeah. a first-time head coach, and no offensive line. Think about that. They'll yeah. never be favored in a game this year. Right. They are, the, but are they their power rating stays but that way. Are they really that bad? That's they my can't question. be that bad. Right. That's, That's impossible. It's impossible to be that bad. There's only a few games this season that they are a dog of less than five points. Yeah. So the, I don't think they can. Tyrod Taylor is not that bad. Which I believe not. he was in some first playoff games. He won a playoff Tarot. game for Buffalo in Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, Jacksonville was 10-3. Yes, 10-3. I remember yeah. the game. He is, no, didn't he? I don't know if he still has this, but for a big part of his career, he had the record for the fewest um, turnovers of any quarterback who had taken that many snaps. And that's like what I love yeah. in an NFL. Yeah. <laughs> remember, there's tons of games you can win in the NFL just by not turning the ball over. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yep. a lot of times you just make the other team make the mistake, and you you end up. I mean, that's why the NFL is so maddening. All right. So typically at this point, we we ask for a survivor pick, but I will be honest with you, I haven't. I don't have mine yet. I don't know. I'm doing that today after the show. Do you have yours, Todd? I'm either going to do Tampa Bay, or the Rams. Tampa Bay or the Fezzik Rams. Fezzik will kill me if I do if I don't do Tampa Bay, but but I, I'm you know I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Brady, you're not in Survivor. I'm not, but I think I would go with the Rams. You would go with the Rams. I would go with the Rams. And you would go with the mm-hmm. Rams. Um, yeah. I'll have to check the grid. Maybe I should yeah. plan it from the The Rams the uh, spelled your demise last season. Will yes. you go back to the well with Week them? Week 15, Jared <laughs> Goff at home against the Jets. You're still going to make that play again, Gil. You're not going to oh, not make no that regrets. play. No, no, no regrets. regrets. No Amal regrets. has the regret because he switched his play. Right. He went away from his chart, and his yeah. rule, he never plays a road mm. team. And he played the Steelers at that Bengals on that Monday night game. Yep, he man. had on his chart 
Tennessee against Detroit at home. They won by like so 30 points a, that he day. went against his grid. He went against his grid because oh. he wanted to save Tennessee for That's later. Brutal. And, and I agree. He <laughs> regrets. You, yeah. you have no regrets. I have no regrets. No. I said that First of all, you should have been out when the Raiders were playing a certain <laughs> yes. team. Yes. So Zero. you should have been out on millions. If there was a camera on me when that <laughs> touchdown was scored, you would have seen an, an a wild animal. I was going ballistic. Couldn't believe it. The, uh, I, so Amal has that regret. The only thing that I have is lament. Because Professor Ed Myers, when there was about 87 or whatever many entries left, Professor Ed Myers did the power rankings of who had which teams left, and I was power ranked third. Ugh. Brutal. You know what's funny, too, last year, Gil? We just say week 17 is so hard, so unpredictable. Who's playing? Do they need to play for anything? And all 36 entries that entered week 17 all won last year, right? Nobody got eliminated on the last. Is right. that how many right. people won in yeah. the end? 36? 36, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they got 68,000. Remember the last day we were at uh, Bar, Bar Canada? Canada? That was yeah. fun. Yeah. That was awesome, Everybody's man. Everybody's cheering. They all had Had everybody come in. The, the, the sweat day or yeah, whatever we called it. Day. Yeah. All right. So teaser of the week. We want to do a six-point uh, two-team yeah, teaser I every my, week. I have something to say about my teaser. Oh, do you have yes, something to I say do. about I that? Do. Can we start with someone else this time? Sure, Mikey, how about you start with that? How are you? Um, I'm going to tease the San Francisco 49ers. That's why I didn't. I wanted to go first. Go ahead. Well, you you said no. Let someone else go, go first. Go ahead. I'm going to tease the San Francisco 49ers. Todman, he goes first every time. Down to yeah, well, one to make up for last year and the year before. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I'm going to tease them down to one and a half, and I'm going to tease the Rams down to one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, I I got no problem with either <laughs> of those. Why not bet on the NFC West? Right, best division in football. Yeah. And I'm I doing that about, same. Uh, ahead, just sorry. Uh, think about uh, Robert Salado getting this job with the Jets and the division he falls into with those coaches. I think that's the best division of coaches of any division in football. Belichick, Flores, and who am yeah, I missing? Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, Salah is. is yeah, Salah oh. falls into that division. Yeah. yeah. And, and McDermott? And McDermott. Belichick and Flores. I yeah. mean, <laughs> and McDermott. Yeah. Tough. That's a tough division to start out in. Todd, what would you like to say about yours? Well, I was going to do the same uh, the same teaser. I like the Niners because, first of all, it's Dan Campbell. That's number one. Number two, it's Jared Goff. They always kill Jared Goff. So, you know, give me the Niners minus the uh, one and a half. And, I mean, if the Niners can't go on the road and beat beat the beat the Lions, I mean, give me a break. And then I was going to do the, the Rams as well. I like the Rams. I mean, you get to go get – I was talking on the on a numbers game. You call them the – what do you call them? The, the beige rifle? What do you call them? Yeah. The beige water pistol. The beige water pistol. The beige water pistol. He said the beige rifle. I think he downgraded the rifle. I believe the beige water pistol against the Rams' top top defensive line is beige. not – Beige. That's awesome. It's not a great matchup yeah. as, because if I remember correctly, Andy Dalton is not the most fleet of foot. That's correct. I believe he goes back to pass. He, he wasn't that bad at TCU. He moved around a little bit, okay. but as yeah. the years have gone, he, he ran a little bit with the Bengals too. Yeah. Yeah. As he's become more water pistol-like, <laughs> he's become more statuesque as well. And I think that the Rams will maybe have the eighth-grade picnic back at the quarterback. Gil, we want to encourage people to sign up for Circa Survivor, right? Yes. It's a huge overlay, and Mike really needs it to save his job. So, <laughs> Oh, no. We, I was on the record early saying this was the fool's errand, guaranteeing $6 million. <laughs> um, But that is the awesome contest name, Beige Water Pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Beige Water Pistol? Beige um, Water Pistol out in front in Circa Survivor <laughs> after four weeks. <laughs> what's, yours? what's yours, Brady? What's your favorite teaser? Uh, I have the Washington football team, and I got them at plus one, so I took it up to plus seven, 
And then I'm also on the 49ers down to one and a half. Um, Washington, I don't think, is a bad bet. Now they've actually moved to a one-point favorite in a lot of shops. Um, you know, there's not a huge difference between a one-point dog and a, and a one-point favorite, but there is a big difference from a teaser perspective. So I didn't get across the seven, but I've got it to seven. And uh, if you look at Justin Herbert's record against head coaches that were former defensive coordinators, he's like 0-4. And, of course, Ron Rivera, a former defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. So I think Washington's in a good spot here. Rivera knows how difficult his schedule is coming up. He's got to get this one in the win column. Uh, so I think Washington catching seven is a good play there on the teaser. And then I also went with the Niners. If I had to bet this game from a side perspective, I would probably wait because it'll probably get to eight, maybe even eight and a half, and I might take a shot with the Lions. But I like San Francisco Ooh. at only minus one and a half. You are a bull man. Chargers, by the way, plus 450 to win the AFC West. Uh, did the Chiefs not? Did they leave the AFC West? Plus 450 <laughs> on the Chargers. Nine and a half season win total. Yes, plus 105. No minus 125. Uh, yes, no to make the playoffs. Um, some people are teasing both sides of that same game. When That thing was toggling. The Niners? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Chargers in Washington. Oh, yeah. Last night during sure. primetime action, we saw it toggling back and forth. Their favorite. Ten minutes later, they were favorite. So some people are are plus seven teasing. Both ways. Yeah. yeah, seven and a half. Which some if people you take the. Yeah, which I don't a lot think of people it, don't know it, you can do, yeah. but you can't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I mean, this should be a, a field goal game. The the issue here is that Austin Eckler mysteriously disappeared from practice yesterday. No one oh. knows quite why. Mm. And and I haven't heard anything this morning yet. And Curtis Samuel, who Washington fans were super excited because finally Terry McLaurin has somebody on the other end of the field that he can shine with. Curtis Samuel groin injury yesterday, Ooh. and there's some buzz that he's going to be out for a long time. Uh, not so good. that's not good. No. So just, you know, again, COVID we have to worry about. By the way, we never really flushed out your vaccination thing, Mike, but I think that's a massive issue this year. It's why you have to wait to put in your survivor and your and your against the spread picks for millions till the very last moment because you just don't know what's going to happen with this. You can't you can't afford to have 48 hours where you're like, oh, my God, I hope nobody tests Wait, positive. But if you're vaccinated, you can test positive, can't you? Yeah, yes, yeah. But, but if you're unvaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, you're gone for 10 days, too. Even if you test negative, you can't come back for a minimum of 10 days. You could if miss two un- games. You mean if you're unvaccinated. If you're, you're unvaccinated, unvaccinated and you test positive, out 10 games automatically. One, 10 days. 10 days. The other one? The other one, you just need two negative tests to come back. So you may not miss a game if you're vaccinated. So uh, think how... Think how <laughs> And again, no political statements. We're yeah. talking about from a football handicapping standpoint. Think about that. If you're if you're Kirk Cousins' teammate, or if you're Lamar Jackson's teammate, or if you're Carson Wentz's teammate, like you've got to be thinking to yourself, you're like, dude. Well, Kirk Cousins, I saw him at Michigan State uh, doing uh, germology. He was like a PhD student there, if I remember correctly. Germology. So he probably did all the um, yeah the, all the research he's about still, the vaccine. He's still he doing knows, the research. He knows about mrna. I know he did the studies himself at Michigan State, didn't he? Wasn't I don't. He a PhD I, don't student I don't recall there? that. No, he wasn't you know, a PhD I student don't there. That. You know, Lamar Jackson said in that press conference that caught my attention when he, you know, he got it a second time about he's going to talk. It's a very personal decision. Yeah. He's going to talk to his teammates. Oh, by the way, the Ravens are the third most vaccinated team in the NFL, right? So as they, they've been very good about it. Uh, the player's perspective, and he's going to go out there and try to get some information is he doing, about it. Is he going to do the information on the pain pills they're going to give him as soon as he has, like, a, a problem? Because maybe he should do the research on that. Only two fully vaccinated teams, Atlanta and Tampa Bay, I believe. Only two fully vaccinated teams. You have to, you have to wonder if Tom Brady had something to do with, like, yeah. you're getting vaccinated. You're going to listen yeah. to that dude.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, final two questions. Are we already there? Final two questions? I believe uh, we have wait, to be. What was yes, your, no, I we didn't get your teaser. Oh. So you, I can't you, use Tampa Bay anymore, even yeah. though that is my most teased team yeah. of the week that I've actually put into my account. Listen, Teasing them every which way. We, we well, do things here based on what it is uh, now. I already stated Thank that. Thank you. Correct. So as a result of that, um, the, t- the teams that I teased Tampa Bay with, namely Buffalo, the Rams, and the Niners, are well, the only candidates. You're going against my Steelers. I'm sorry? You were thinking about Buffalo against right, my Steelers? Right, but of those three remaining, Pittsburgh is the most threatening of the three yeah, opponents. Don't do that. And so it has to be. San Francisco and the Rams. Sorry to do that. But if, if the Lions can beat, because essentially that's what it comes down to, right? If the Lions can beat San Francisco or if the Bears can beat the Rams, what do you, what do you say? You're like, oh, okay. I have a feeling we that we Dan Campbell guy is not um, going to be a good football coach. <laughs> I just think, I don't, I don't have any, for the I have words. no analytics to he, know, but I have, put this? I've seen this movie before. Yes. And guys who say, we're going to do what we do, we're going to eat. You know, we're gonna eat chainsaws, and yeah, this is not always the kind of guy who ends up being Bill Belichick. It, is it? it may it, not. It may not, not work out long term, <laughs> but I I have heard that the morale around the Lions camp is pretty high. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Here, here's an interesting. Brady, as my mother used to say, morale schmorale kill. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an interesting... like I said, I don't know if it'll last. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting angle, and one of our uh, hosts took extra time off this summer really to study prop market and, and he came up with this this bet dan campbell to be the first coach fired at 29 to 1 and he made this argument to me and i think it's a good argument not just based on the fact that they might be really bad and they might be 0 and 8 and he might get whacked 
But how about the fact that who knows what this guy's going to say in a press conference? Yeah. In a political there age, you, where you have to Great let people point. go if they say yeah. something like, I never even Great thought point. about that. At a yep. 29 to 1, I think it's worth a flyer. Yeah. But, Very good. But Very you know, good. It is, though. It's a great angle. But you know, but you know what? Urban say? Meyer has already exhibited. Yeah, well, he said he made the cuts based yeah. on their He's already shown us that he says the yeah, wrong things in press conference. Yeah. So he would be the thing that I, I'd be worried about that, too. Yeah, that's that's. And true. by the way, that, that, that has gone too far with that. I mean, the guy, the, the Notre Dame coach said his team should be executed. Oh, he was ridiculous. just kidding around people. Can we all just calm down and take a deep breath? But I know everybody's on a, a hair trigger. Comment. For, for, you know, great it's, comment. The next day, somebody on Twitter said, today everybody's looking up who John McVeigh is. <laughs> <laughs> but John McVeigh did it, it, it as a response to a question. Yes, on yeah. Owen's He's trying to force being funny at the end of it. Yes. And what's not funny is because the kid died at, on the tower filming the president. Oh, right. that's, but he did. that's why that's people are true. so sensitive to that comment. I know that, but yes. in the light of Brian Kelly's tenure yeah. at Notre Dame, they think about that when he I, says I've that. I've got to tell you a good story about my my dad who died it three years ago, four years ago now, and he, we used to call it the Bob. He used to not like the, listening to the customer service people give him the run, the runaround. So one time, he told he asked the, the DSL people when he was trying to get it set up, where are you guys located? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you, sir. He goes, well, your building should be bombed. You know, because my dad would talk like that when he would oh, get, like, real no. riled up. And the guy said, sir, I'm going to have to report you. So, <laughs> so, so we, we used to do that all the time. <laughs> so he has a bit of the Dan Campbell in him. Yes. My dad used to have yeah. it. So I just see that. that uh, a tribute part. to Mr. Wishnet, yes, everybody. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but Dan Campbell and David Cully in, in uh Houston, because he had the famous press conference. We said fourth down. Well, we're I know analytics. We're just going to trust our gut the, on this how stuff. How did he say the word analytics? What was it? Analytics. Analytics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, analytics. So you have monoliths, and then you have analytics. <laughs> yeah, analytics. I was like, wow, he really is into analytics. Uh, okay, final two questions. The staple of every uh, megapod, and thank you all for being on week one, uh, Brady. Thank you as always. Um, okay, the big favorite most likely to lose outright, otherwise known as sort of a money line parlay killer. And we should mention with some of these teasers, by the way, check to see if a teaser is a more cost-effective way to do it or a money line parlay. Always check about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yep. What's, what's call the big there. favorite here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, uh, I was going to give the candidates. I wasn't going to include them. Oh, oh, you weren't going to. Well, mean? because if I gave six points or higher, then you could, then you could pick the Chiefs. Oh, you were but, I mean, there's not that many big spreads, right? Chiefs against there? the Browns is going to be too easy of an answer. There's okay. only about three games higher than six, isn't there? Bucks, well, it's Bucks the... Lions, and, and, uh, well, the Steelers and Rams are the only three. I mean, I, I got three to choose <laughs> from, no, 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 There's one more, right? The Steelers Where? are the plus Bills six and, too, and a half. Right? Bills so, are six and a half. Yeah. Okay, so we start at six and a half, see? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I got Tampa cut Bay, off. I got cut off. makes the Bills the obvious choice. Tampa Bay. I bet you this might close at six and a half. Uh, Mike close at five so and a Tampa half. Bay, Buffalo, San Francisco, and the Rams. The Rams, and that is all. Well, if that's the case, then I would probably just have to say Buffalo. Um, and that's <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. That was really kind of the answer for my next question. Uh, you know, oh. what game I want no part of. Um, but you know, the the Steelers, as we've seen the last three or four or five years in a row, they start out hot and they fade late. So, and there's so much I don't know about this Steelers team. I think we know that their offensive line is shoddy, but is it improved? Is Najee Harris going to make a big difference? Big Ben at 39 years old, is he still got it or is he going to regress? The defense we expect is going to be good again in Pittsburgh. Buffalo, are they going to be another juggernaut or are they going to slide back a little bit? So I would say the Steelers um, 
are the best shot as far as a big underdog to win outright. So Buffalo, the team most likely to lose outright, are the big favorites. Mike? I agree with him. Yeah. My answer was Chiefs, and then I take Buffalo. Just as a default position here, because I cannot see the other yeah, teams I can't losing. See. My San Francisco Pittsburgh, not even no. a little bit on the road? Not no. even a little bit. My Remember how they did this two years ago? San Francisco had propelled them. They played those two road games. They went yeah. and won at Tampa. They went and stayed in, in Cleveland, and then they went and beat Cincinnati, and exactly that really propelled right. their Super yep. Bowl season. Yep. They have a chance to do that again, too. Two road games against weak teams to start the season. Good call. They're like a million and zero against Jared Goff too. <laughs> what's, Just so you what's know. your team? Most likely to lose outright. Uh, big, big no, favorite. I would go. I yeah. think my Pittsburgh stores are a little bit live. We look if we can figure out how to protect Ben in that, we got a chance to throw the ball down a fill with Chase Claypool in that. And let me tell you, uh, y'all, Yens are gonna have to understand. I'm down at Bet Rivers all the time down at the casino, and you know I got the parking even on store game day. You know, it's like 60 bucks to park at the casino on store game day now. Yeah. But if you got the right card, you can park there all you want. But anyways, I, I love my stores. I, I'm, I, it's the, listen, I'm on Buffalo. Given those choices, Buffalo, it won't always be the same pick on that question. But given those choices, for sure, heading into week one. How do you think Najee Harris will do this year for I like Najee Harris. If we can get a, give him a little seam, he just needs a little seam in there. I think he can really do stuff. That guy looks real good. Now, I'm, I'm a little nervous. He might get beat up like old as Saquon Barkley. He's another guy we didn't like here down at Pittsburgh because he's Penn State. But anyways, I'm just telling you, Yins are going to have to, if we can block, we need to block for Ben Roethlisberger. If we can do that, we're going to be something. Hello, is Ben's last name? Ben Roethlisberger. That sounds very difficult. <laughs> it's not easy to say these things. <laughs> All right. And then the game you want no part of on the side. Brady, you already said Buffalo-Pittsburgh. Yeah, you want no part I, of. Chiefs were my big you know, team that uh, I figured had the best chance to lose outright, and I want no part of the Steelers and the Bills. And, you know, basically I explained why. I, I think Steelers taking the points is very reasonable. Um, I, I think the Bills are a team that we saw last year with Brian Dable – that really just steps on the neck and piles points on teams with that offensive, you know, performance that they put out in 2020. So I think they're a possible team that, you know, you lay the wood with too. But uh, no, I, I, I can make cases either way for both of these sides. I want no part of that game. I'll tell you who I want no part of. The I got about six, six. Of well, I, I, I want with. no part of any game <laughs> in any <laughs> NFL. I'd like to watch in game. I don't want to be about five minutes into the second <laughs> quarter. I'll decide what I want to bet on. It's such a quick reminder. We should all be betting tennis and golf like yeah. just... or bet the damn games in game. Folks, yeah. you get so much information. OK, here's what game I don't want pregame at all. And that's Carson Wentz against Seattle. Is Carson Wentz a good quarterback or a bad quarterback? No I remember knows. when he was like an MVP or something and some other guy went to the Super Bowl and then then he became a terrible quarterback. What is Carson Wentz? I don't know. And the other thing is Frank Reich's a great coach and then you got Russell Wilson on the other side. What, what? I have no idea what I'm going to see in this game. Plus the lines flipped, you know? It's, it's, it's impossible. I agree with you. I'm literally looking at... More than five games I could answer this question. Mike, what did you decide on? It comes down to me between Packers, Saints, and Jets, Panthers. And I'm going to take Jets, Panthers because I want to take a wait-and-see approach on Zach Wilson. I thought he looked good in preseason. I think he throws a really nice ball. It's not football. Uh, just, can this... I just want to say one thing? Enough with the preseason. And I'm not yelling at you, per se, because I like you. But <laughs> these people who talk about preseason, it's not football. Nobody's playing football. But go on. 
I think but not at a, you, Mike. I think not he at throws you. a really nice ball, and I like to take a wait-and-see approach on him. I don't really want to touch this game. If you put a gun to my head, I would probably take the points here, even though even though Todd is on uh, is on Matt Roulette. Look, we've been oppo before. We have been. Sometimes I've won, sometimes you've won. Well, well, I was right, though, about the fact that you said Kirk Cousins when we were filling in for that Gil was, that was when the, he got injured. That was, yes, that was the famous week where yes. you don't want to live in a world of Philip Rivers as a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that, that got me in trouble. <laughs> remember remember <laughs> that week. Chas Vesholem, you should, you should say something bad about Philip Rivers, a guy, a guy who only cost me $800 million inside the five-yard line with 10 seconds to go. Phil, do something. Pass interference at the one again. Pass interference at the one again. Pass interference at the one again. Phil, you can't punch it in. Maybe could you sneak once, Phil? Chas Vesholem. <laughs> with your poor American Hebrew pronunciation. Chas v'chalila. Chas v'sholem means, uh, God forbid. Uh, yeah, this in, show in is Hebrew. for everybody, by the this way. This was a holiday for you this week, wasn't it? Monday was a holiday? Uh, well, for yeah. Jews it was. It was Rosh Hashanah for the Jews. I am a renounced Jew, so we do not uh, celebrate <laughs> that. We go on a numbers game on those two days. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, that's <laughs> it. It's a little bit of a difference. By the know. way, that, that week yeah. you were talking about with the Philip Rivers comment was also the week where Todd Wishnev did 30 minutes of solo a numbers game. Well, yeah. well they, threw me, they threw me to the wall. I didn't know I was going to be. And then I said, thanks. Then I, I said, leave at 8.30. Yeah. Why did you have to leave? You're like, do, do the rest. Mikey it throws. Rain. It was raining. It's going to take me extra time to get down. Mikey <laughs> throws me to the wolves. I don't even know that I'm the sole guy. Somebody's well, got to find it. that tape. lost your career on Visa. Yes, and I have a two big career. Later, and I have a huge career. town and you get 10 minutes on the show. I couldn't even make it on the nuts. Can you believe it? I didn't even get to be on the nuts. I tried. I tried, Todd. Hey. Hey, I don't. before we go, are we done now? No, because I want to give mine. But I, oh yeah, you have to narrow quick. it down to one of five. Yeah, because I like your I like listen, I like yeah. your Jets Carolina, yeah. Chargers Washington. I have no idea. Uh, Seattle Indianapolis. I don't I have no idea. Minnesota Cincinnati. I have no idea. Jacksonville Houston. Even though some of you have conviction, I have no idea. And Arizona Tennessee, which I know you guys really like. I don't know. All of those are candidates for me. How about the Raiders? What are you going to get from the Raiders? Yeah, I agree with that one too. I have no idea. I'll tell you what you will get. It'll be fourth and four. From about the 33-yard <laughs> line, somebody's going to kick a field goal. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> somebody's now. Somebody's going to kick a field goal. I would actually go with, I think it's the Jets and Carolina of all of those, just because I have the least feel for either of those two of that bunch. Anyway. I want to ask you two about your thoughts on the Giants in the postseason. The San ah. Francisco Giants. Oh. I know you're both First team fans. to 90 games. Yeah. It worries me. Um, because that pitching staff is a little older. You know, they're not necessarily built like the Milwaukee Brewers are. We know the Dodgers are a juggernaut. Gosman's um, BABIP has been incredibly lucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this team, I mean, how about yesterday's win against oh, the Rockies? Incredible. They just continue to find ways. I think the Chris Bryant addition is huge. Um there may be just a little more magic in the air like they've had in the past. Uh, if, if you look at it on paper, it scares me. But there's something about this team. 2010, 2012, 2014, and Brady can vouch for this. 2010, they probably had no business winning the World Series. They did. But 2012, 2014, dominant. Uh, and they have some of those same guys. Buster's still there. Crawford's still there. Um, Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt is still there. They have the veterans. Sadly, Panda is not there with them. What Brady just said, the ma- the word magic again, I always joke with anybody who bets against the Giants on my show, I always go, did you factor Giants magic into your model? And as the year has gone on, this team is way more magical than any of those World Series teams were. It's unbelievable. I in-game them yesterday in the sixth inning, plus 550, down a run, because you're like, they'll figure out a way. It just happens. 
And so I do think, to answer your question, I think the most obvious baseball bet is staring us right in the face and nobody's talking about it, which is the Giants to win the World Series at 11-1. We've got so locked into this thing that the Giants are not built for the postseason. They don't have the top-shelf starters that the Brewers do. They don't have the top-shelf starters that the Dodgers do. But we have seen now how it doesn't – it's not about your starters as much anymore as just having lots of really good pitchers. Jake McGee. Puzzling and putting them in, as a puzzle together. So – Will they win the World Series? Who knows? But at 11-1, to 1, give me that. And they just took two out of three from the Dodgers. Well, that's the thing. They want to play the Dodgers. Dodgers never make up any ground against them head-to-head. They've taken seven of ten since yeah, the All-Star right. break from yeah, the Dodgers. That's the thing. Yeah. Do you think they have to win the division? That they're too much in jeopardy in a wild card game because they don't have yes. that one ace you can count yeah. on for yes. that game? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I, I yeah. do think they have to win the division. And picking up a game on Tuesday was a or on Wednesday rather was a big deal. Uh, I have futures on both the Brewers and the Giants to win the National League pennant. So I hope they meet in the National League Championship Series. Well, the wild card will play the winner of the West, right? So it's probably going to be two West teams in that divisional round um, because yeah, the wild could, card plays the best record, which is going to be in the West. You, you could have the Dodgers play the Giants. Right, if the Dodgers one. win the wild card game, They'll go they will play at the Giants. Right. You know, right. in the American League right now, not to make it yeah. all about baseball, but to be a five more minutes yeah. here, the, the Yankees are in jeopardy here. And the Blue Jays, Red out of nowhere. You can still get the Blue Jays at a great price to win the yeah. American League. Yeah. And you can also have Charlie Montoya's bullpen. The bullpen has been good in New York here this series. This game where they rallied to beat the A's, they suddenly have this faith and they're all hitting mm-hmm. the ball. What have they won, eight in a row? No, they can hit. They can hit. But you're going to get real nervous late in the game. I can tell I'm, I'm just saying, if they get in there, remember because, how that home crowd was in yeah. Toronto when oh, yeah. during the Joey, uh, Jose uh, Bautista days? I'm going to tell you, in the last Todd, in the last two months, maybe even three months, the two best pitchers in baseball have been Scherzer and Robbie Ray. Yeah. No doubt. With, with a, what about Lance Lynn? I heard oh, Lance Lynn. He got hurt. He oh. got hurt. Okay. okay. So before we go, I'm sorry, because I got into it. I got into it with E yesterday on this. So I believe that this is the most. Well, we're not news, you and news e. Flash. Not you and E. Not me and E. So newsflash. So so I believe, and we talked about this briefly today, but I didn't get to the E point. That these markets, these baseball award markets this year, are more driven by these unbending narratives than ever before. So Fernando Tatis might win the NL MVP and maybe he deserves it, but minus 300 and like Juan Soto's 80 to one. What are we talking about? That's cuckoo. They, they can't, hide, they can't hide him anywhere in the field. Right. He's, he's a butcher, yeah. right? He's a butcher at short. He's a butcher at second. American League Rookie of the Year. Vonder Franco is, is about to break. He's at 38 straight yeah. games uh, getting on base Thanks. safely. Uh, under 20 players. The record is, is Frank Robinson, 43. He already passed Mickey Mantle. And yet he's the third Her shot. Time. I get it because he hasn't played as much. What do, it's rookie of the year. You don't have to count counting stats. Like, how is he 4-1? to one? And so the one that E and I got into was American League MVP. And yesterday, E went crazy about Shohei Otani doesn't even deserve consideration. What? Wait, wait is Babe Ruth? How about Babe Ruth? So Come I, on. So I very quietly at first described, I'll go, E, you're crazy. Like, what, you're dying on this hill? They're going to be a 50. He's going to be 50 and 25 homers and stolen bases. He's leading the league in home runs. He's got an ERA of, you know, he's a Cy Young candidate. What are you talking about? Wait, he's, he's Babe hi- Ruth. He's, yes. he's, he's hiding and not batting against Snell and Darvish. They used to say who were the greatest sports players of all time. It was Michael I, Jordan and Babe Ruth. Yes. Babe Todd, Ruth. Todd, I said to him, I go, E, not only does he have the MVP this year, 
he is vying for one of the greatest yeah. individual seasons in the history of the sport. Nope. Yeah. Nope. E's point is right, though, that Vlad would be an MVP in almost any other yes. year, and he's not even really being talked about. What's Vlad's record as a starter? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, Vlad never anyway. walked his way out of a game in, in the Yankee Stadium in the bottom of the first. I'll Jason is telling right us now. we have to wrap up because Why? I believe the nuts is about to happen. No, oh, my God, the I'm nuts! probably not even on his way in yet. The nuts! <laughs> Todd Wishnell will be filling in for both Mike Palm and Amal. Are you going to be on the A block? If you'd uh, like me to be on, I'll yes. be on. I, I would like to have you on the A block. That would be nuts. That does, it? does that sound like an invite? I think that it sounded like nuts. an invite. Look um, at me. Thank you for listening to the Megapod. <laughs> thank you, Brady. Thank you, Todd and Mike. Todd, you're not going to be with us anymore. I just want to you're say remotely. how delightful it was <laughs> to get to hang out with Mike Palm in person yes. and bust his balls, and he gets to bust my balls. We used to have so much fun at the South Point watching the games. In fact, the first time I ever met Mike Palm, I was walking around South Point with one of those big sound boxes, Wrap and up, him Todd. and his boys like Polly were all making fun of me that I was like some loser walking around with the sound box. Yeah. Meanwhile, the sound box was the greatest thing ever designed, and yeah. Mikey started to come over. Yeah. Once I gave him some free popcorn, all of a sudden he's my best buddy. Uh, and then we bonded over the, the goal with one tenth of a second. The night we met was oh, the two game seven. We bonded. We, bo we bonded over the. There was a goal. Face off if there's no time. There, yeah, there was a goal. Was it, was, it was Toronto Maple Leafs against the Boston Bruins. There was a goal with 0.1 seconds left, but it wasn't a goal. But it was a goal. They they shook hands. There wasn't a goal. Some places had 4-1. Some places. Me and Mike both lost. All right, we gotta go. Everybody that had Brady Cannon Megapod Week One guest cashes at cashes. minus fifty thousand. Minus fifty thousand. <laughs> Thank you, Brady. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Megapod. Good luck with all your bets Week One in the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.